It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. What up? It's your boy Miles. I'm a Dead Prower, I Black Man Podcast. Here to tell you. First off, if you're here, you ought to be listening to some quality shit. But you already know that because you ain't no noob. Kev, what you on right now, man? What's this, what's this like the 15th installment of your pie series? He's been at this for a minute. It's at the point now that got the competition. It's like the McDonald's with the uh, with the numbers up on the board. Cows are gonna start coming in like just just turn me into a happy meal. It's inevitable. I can see from the personal numbers. You see what I'm at? I'm over here with the Hyphen Podcast group. You know what I'm saying? Over here like Kevin Durant getting rings. But anyway, just know if you're listening to Hyphen Podcast Nation, first and foremost, you're listening to quality. You're listening to realness. And you listen to a podcast that I'm not going to lie, I've sat and listened to and tried to hate and I couldn't. That's just being real. This is a man who you can wake me up over the drunken stupor and I can give you five things I hate about any member of my family. <laughs> but I can't find one thing I hate about this podcast. It's good and it's quality. And it's coming from me, Miles Amadez Proud. Crotch grabbingly great, Miles Amadez Proud. Check it out. This is quality stuff. This man shits excellence and pisses perfection. You can take it from me, Maps. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. Take it away, Kels. Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and we're going to be here a while. Well, I mean, not, not nothing too crazy, you know. We're going we gonna to sit here and chat a little bit. I'm going to get my Mr. Rogers on, take my coat off. Uh, we actually got some construction people in our house the past few weeks. They are painting or and got some painting done, doing new trim. Uh, they put a, a vanity in our bathroom for the wife because I didn't care, even though our pedestal sink was hella tiny. Um, what else are they doing? They're supposed to be fixing the shower head. They're supposed to be doing all kinds of things around the house. And they've gotten a little bit done. So they're actually supposed to be at my house right now, or I'd be sitting at my house relaxing and doing this. I mean, I'm relaxing right now, but it is a car pod. Episode sponsored by Giant, not Giant Eagle, by uh, Get-Go Coffee, Pecan Pie, and Reese's Creamer. Reese's Cup Creamer, I don't know. It, it tastes good, all right? Jeez, get off my back. So what's up, y'all? It's a cold-ass day here in Morgantown. I'm pretty sure episode 78 started out like that, but that episode started November 15th and didn't get concluded until last week. So, (laughs) we actually had some warm days in between there, but it is 24 degrees right now. It's the Kobe Bryant outside. Um, Charles Woodson, Marshawn Lynch outside. And, uh... But then I looked at my app and it said some my uh, my weather app said something along the lines of it's supposed to rain tomorrow and it's going to be uh, fifty seven thousand dollar or fifty seven thousand dollars. Oh, my God. Fifty seven degrees tomorrow. Wow. I don't know where fifty seven thousand came from. Uh, let's see. Let's see what it says. Yeah. P.M. rain tomorrow. The high of fifty seven. And a low of 46. So let me let me actually go to... I just use Google. I'm a simple man. I don't go too crazy um, when it comes to the weather and stuff. I mean, shoot, it's supposed to get up to 52 today. We can hurry the hell up. Shoot. <laughs> Tomorrow, it's going to be... Yeah, high of 58. Jeez, oh, Pete. And 53 on Friday. Why am I doing the weather report? I'm, I'm just saying, the main thing I'm trying to do is just tell y'all it's going to be warm, even though it's hella cold right now. Hope everybody got their Christmas shopping done. If you celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate celebrate Kwanzaa or 
Hanukkah or one of those other holidays. I hope that your festivities have went well. I don't think Kwanzaa's happened yet. I feel like it's after Christmas. Don't quote me. I know Hanukkah is over um, because it's always before Christmas. But yeah, it feels good to be back. Episode 79. What a long, strange trip it's been, guys. Started, I started the year off at what? I'm trying to think. When was the... The state of the podcast would have been the first one, I think. I'm not going to Google it. Or I'm not going to look up my... Uh, it's just too easy not to look at my page. Oh, by the way, I moved to Anchor... So, any of y'all cats that are on Anchor, or like Anchor, the show's now on Anchor. Episode 78 came out on Anchor. I figured out the whole thing in my RSS feed. All my episodes are in order, so we're good. So, yeah. 2018. Let's see how I did here. Yeah, the state of the podcast address was number 46. So, that's not bad. I mean, we're on 79. I did 33... I did 33 episodes. Nice. That's what's up. I'm really happy to hear that now. Man, that's a good ass. That might be a. Let's see. So this will be 79, and that will be 39 episodes. And then in 17, let's see, 45 was the last one in 17. 27. So I was just short. I did 18 episodes in 17. 40. I said 49 was the last one of 17. 45 was the last one in 17. And then the first one of 17 was 28. So almost 20 episodes in 17. And then I did 27 episodes in 16, the year we started. So this is a brand new record, y'all. Excuse your eardrums. 33 episodes, man. That's crazy. I mean, that's closer to 52 than I thought I would be. That's how exciting. And I might still get another one in before the end of the year. That's exciting, man. Happy to be here with y'all, man. As always, hope everybody is uh, ready for Christmas. Like I said, hope everybody is uh, doing well. And uh, just enjoying life, man. Because you got to keep, you got to keep on keeping on. Yeah, keep on trucking. I just had a thought and it just flew away that quickly. It was like, goodbye, thought. This show was brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. uh, A podcasting network ran by myself. And it features a variety of shows, including... The I Black Man podcast, hosted by Miles Amadeus Prower, Maps. Uh, it's like a podcast or whatever, hosted by Handsome Bane. Uh, Catch the Show, hosted by E.G., better known as uh, Ghost Dog. Uh, Ghost Doggy Dog, whatever you want to call him. He goes by E.G. on the show. I call him Little Wee. I was just on his show, uh, and I actually was the first guest. Shout out to me. <laughs> We recapped the SoundVision reunion that happened in early November. Episodes uh, 24 and 25 of the show, I believe. It could be 23 and 24. I don't know. So anyway, got that show. Got Lemon on the Edge, hosted by Lane Lemon. Got Browns in Our Blood, hosted by Eric Jordan and Anthony Sellers. Of course, that's just their YouTube show and podcast format. And then you got Victory Jump Off Radio by me, which is just a... Uh, literally, it's a radio podcast where I just play music for two hours and call it a day. Last episode was about my homie mule. Um, so if you want to hear some dope, never heard before hip hop that could change your life, episode 28, the mule episodes for you. I'm not lying. I probably should do another episode before the year's up. We'll see. So hyphenpodcastgroup.com. This episode's unofficially sponsored by Radio Public. Radio Public is an app that you can put on your Android device. And when you click on the iTunes link, if you're in the podcast like I am, you click on a lot of podcast links. If you click on a podcast link, that bitch is going to bring that podcast up right inside of Radio Public, which is never done before. 
on an Android. Most of the time, whenever I found a podcast, I'd literally have to save the link, email it to myself, get on my computer and get on my iTunes, and because I had an Android, in order to get this these podcasts on my iPod. That's how I, I used to have to roll. But once I discovered Radio Public, when I came back to Android, never again. You click an iTunes link, it opens a Radio Public, you can play it. It's super dope. If you're uh, unsatisfied with the iTunes, uh, with the Apple Podcast app, that's what I'm trying to say, you can download Radio Public over there too. It's pretty cool. Gives you the ability to download the podcast whenever you want and remember your places and suggest episodes and you can have a little queue of stuff that'll play in order and, and all the things. It's really cool. I have no complaints about Radio Public. It's my favorite podcasting app. And so that's why Hyphenation continues to be unofficially sponsored by it because I don't send an email saying, hey, can you guys sponsor me? Um... Because I want a real sponsorship. I don't want to like buy into their premium program or something or nothing like that. So, this is what this is, ladies and gents. Man, so what's been going on? I really don't have too much to say. Uh, for once, uh, Infinity War trailer came out. Uh, oh, not Infinity War. Uh, Endgame trailer came out. Looks super exciting. It's Avengers 4 for those of you who don't recognize the words in-game. Picking up right where Infinity War ended with everybody getting dusted. And now we see how the heroes try to pick themselves up after Thanos won. So go watch that trailer. That was really good. I, I could watch that trailer again. Um... I think uh, Marcus and I are going to be talking, let's see, me and Marcus are supposed to be getting together to do a pod, and he sent me some topics, but I don't remember if one of the topics was Infinity War based or not. Nah, I think we're still trying to save that if we can get, we definitely know we can get Lamarique back on here. We want to get, uh, get Eric on here too, so... We're trying to get all together to do the whole Infinity War and in-game podcast that's going to probably take up four hours. So, there's that. But I guess I should just go ahead and jump into my first topic instead of just floundering around here. That's not what you're here for. You're not here for floundering. You're here for concise delivery of topics. And that's what I'm going to give you. So, I do have written down something about the King of R&B. That might be a future episode. I'm not getting into the whole debate about that shit, but I figured it'd be fun to break down, just kind of like I did with uh, the greatest rappers of all time, kind of break down the greatest R&B artists of all time, at least by era, and then maybe come together and do a comprehensive list. It's not going to be 20 each. Like, if I do eras, it's going to be like five each. So let's say five from the 60s, five from the 70s, five from the 80s, five from the 90s, five from the 2000s, five from the 2010s, and then do a comprehensive list. So... That's probably something I personally want to get into, because um, I really like doing the Greatest Rapper of All Time episode. It took forever, and I think that still might be my longest episode ever. I'm curious now, because I tried this look uh, not too long ago, and it didn't give me the... How long it was? 38. Yep. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, we're not listing how long this episode is. We're not telling you. So guess what? What is? What was that? Sorry, got completely sidetracked. I enjoyed doing the greatest uh, rappers of all time list in episode 38, so I'm going to kind of take my time to do the list for the greatest um, R&B, the kings of R&B as well. I'm not going to stress about it as much, and like I said, it's not going to be as comprehensive as I tried to be with the last one, with uh, the rap one. So I am looking forward to that. But my first topic, finally, I know. Everybody's like, yeah, let's go get to the topics. First topic. And this is interesting to me. So a friend of mine posted a picture of LeVar Burton with a shirt on. And I love LeVar Burton. Love him to death. Posted LeVar Burton with a shirt on that says, Black women are for grown-ups. And it's a dope-ass shirt. And 
when I first saw it, I responded like, hey, I guess that don't apply to me. Because for those of you who don't know, my wife is white. Um, I was like, I guess that don't really apply to me. Ha ha ha. But then the picture kept popping back up on my IG of him in that shirt. And I, I got to unpack this a little bit. I don't know how much I've talked about my uh, relationship with my wife, interracial dating, all those things. But seeing this shirt, I mean, obviously it's saying in order to have a black woman, you have to be an adult. Fair enough. But at the same time, isn't this shirt also saying... If you're not with a black woman, you're not an adult. I guess coming from a black man's standpoint. Maybe maybe I'm just taking it a little too personal. Because, I don't know, trust me, like, I have gone through peaks and valleys with Angel. She will tell you the same. And... I think she's made me a better adult. But am I less of an adult because I didn't marry a black woman as a black man? I mean, I don't feel like it. But isn't this what the shirt's implying? Because let's be real. There are people out there, uh, males and females, men and women, who believe that you shouldn't marry outside your race. And they don't mean it on some on some racist shit like they hate white people or hate Asians or hate Mexicans or Hispanics. They don't nothing like that. They just it's something that I noticed, especially around like the early nineties when I don't know, when the Malcolm X hats were big deal and cross colors and it was kinda like that back to Africa movement was kinda festering under the surface in the black community, especially when I was still a part of black community before I moved to Cape and Bridge. I've really noticed that, like, at least for black women, they ain't want, they ain't want no, why are white women always taking our men? You know? And I feel like I've breached the subject before about something now that, now that it's coming out of my mouth. I think it was, let's see, can I remember what that actually was that I was talking about? Um... Hey, it was, it was some, something I was watching. I know we talked about this before. But I don't I I understand that mentality that you feel like I don't know. I married I'm a black guy, I'm a black woman, I married a black man, a black woman. I stayed black all the way through and through. I feel like I feel like you have that opinion to say Black women are for adults. But at the same time, it, it kind of feels like a slight to me. Um, it kind of feels like a slight to me because it's like... And maybe if it was coming from somewhere else, it'd be fine. But it's LeVar Burton, dog, you know? And LeVar Burton is definitely an upstanding pillar of the black community of... Uh, black pop culture and I'm trying to make a note here uh, about black culture he, he definitely has the right to say something but it, it just really it, it bothers me man like I'm, I'm sorry it shouldn't bother me it's like it's, what's the big deal it's LeVar Burton who cares it, it, it feels like it's trying to minimize my marriage because I didn't marry within my race. And that I'm a child playing with my white toy. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a shirt. And I, I went to the gram because uh, me being an idiot. I couldn't figure out what a hashtag meant that was on a post, what it meant. Um, and now I'm probably not going to be able to remember what the damn hashtag was. Um, 
You don't have to take my word for it. Yeah. So I was I was looking at that hashtag. Here we go. And I messed it up. Um, I was looking at the hashtag, and then there were just more of the pictures of the shirt. Oh, I forgot the butt. There we go. Recent. Shirt, 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 shirt. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, twelve people aside from LeVar Burton. So eleven people aside from LeVar Burton have reposted this shirt. And I I shouldn't be mad, but hold on. I mean, he put truth on his caption. Alright, so let's see. All right, so one girl, the, this one post, this girl is talking about how he's sexy and everything in the shirt. That's fine, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just in my feelings. Kiki, do you love me? Are you right? Cause, like I said, it, it minimizes my marriage. And I work damn hard at my marriage. I'll tell you that right fucking now. There are days... Where I feel like all that we do together is work on the marriage. And it's not directly like sitting down and talking about problems and going to therapy or anything like that. Which none of that's happening. I mean, sometimes you got to talk about a problem. But I'm just saying that there are days when y'all are trying each other's nerves. And you have to work through that shit. It'd be way easier to be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm out. You're getting my fucking nerves. I'm sure she feels that way about me too. But one of the things you do when you're married is you work on your marriage. You try to get better as a couple. You do that for yourselves and you do that if there's any children present. To say black women are for grown-ups, it says again that I'm just I'm just awful and uh I'm still sowing my wild oats. Let's put it like that, if you know that term. Uh sowing your wild oats means for men, for those of you not to know, that means that as a man, and this is definitely a hashtag men are trash, as a man, before you settle down with a woman, you're allowed to go out in the world and and be with as many women as possible and really figure out what it is you're looking for in life from a woman and sow your wild oats and spread your seed and well, hopefully not spread your seed because then you're going to have kids and that's going to complicate your marriage. But anyway, just go forth and have all the sex and and learn about yourself and all that and get all that out of the way. And then you settle down with a woman and then you're done. You'll be with her the rest of your life. That's what So Your Wild Oats means. So it makes it seem like I'm doing that with Angel in a 15-year relationship. Now, easily, I could just be like, you know, I'm an exception to the rule. I've been with Angel for 15 years. We've been married for five years now. We have a daughter together, a four-year-old. I could be an exception. Like, LeVar Burton could, I could be sitting here with me right now, and he'd be like, like, this t-shirt doesn't apply to you. It kind of does, though. Let me tell you something, man. Try to get my shade on real quick. I was, my recollection is cloudy. I feel like the first time that I met my mother, my stepmother, Bonnie, I was like four. And my mother was light skinned, my birth mother, Barbara. She's light skinned, but she's black, but she's definitely light skinned. Freckles, God rest her soul. And then this white woman suddenly hanging around. I mean, but I was four. So I didn't have anything at that time ingrained in me that this was different or wrong or anything like that. I grew up with my black ass dad (laughs) and my white ass stepmother, who eventually became my mother, adoptive mother. And that was my family unit from the age of four. So we're talking like 87, maybe 86, if he's in the picture a little earlier. From 87 
all the way up until 2015. She has she was a part of my life. She was my dad's wife. My dad treated her. He put her on a pedestal times. He was romantic. He wrote her notes. He did all these little things to make her feel special. And that was the norm to me. So. Imagine. I I mean, not even imagine. I was in Winchester, Virginia. I was in a, a, in a city that had a pretty decent black population. So in school at the time, I was exposed to black kids and white kids. But. By third grade, my last year in Winchester, and I started developing crushes on girls and stuff. One sticks out in my mind. I can't remember her name for the life of me. I have a vague picture of her. I probably didn't even write picture. I like this white girl that was in my class. And do you know why? Because my dad loved this white woman, and I didn't think anything of it. It was a little white girl. Of course, by then, I kind of started understanding because Jungle Fever came out in 91. And I was kind of understanding that this black and white thing wasn't a normal thing. Um, I actually remember coming home and telling my mom, my uh, birth mother, Barbara, I told her I had Jungle Fever because <laughs> I like this little white girl. I want to say her name was Catherine. Um. But I, I definitely like this little white girl in my class. And then, I, and then I moved to Cape Bridge, West Virginia. And I was like one of three Negroes in the whole school. Real talk. Um, so there was nothing but white girls. And it was like that pretty much from fourth grade all the way up until I graduated. Where there was always a small amount of black people. I'd say less than 10 in whatever school I was at. And I was exposed to none but white folks. So the only women I could be attracted to... We're white girls. And then the problem with that is on top of me just being. I didn't leave the house much in junior high and high school and definitely not in elementary school. I didn't get out much. I didn't call people on the phone. My mom wasn't a big fan of that. Having a girlfriend situation in school was just difficult for me in general just because of. You know, and then then talking to girls. Oh, my God. I remember I I dated this one girl, supposedly. Her name was uh, Natasha. Uh, I remember that we dated in junior high. And we wrote each other all these cute notes and shit. And blah, blah, blah. But when the time came for us to just hang out, we actually had something where we could say a lunch or something where we could sit and talk and hang out. I clammed the fuck up. I did not know what to say. I did not know what to say. I was boring as fuck. I could write for days. Write notes, all kinds of shit. Blah, blah, blah. But if you want me to actually talk to you... uh... So that's what I was exposed to. And I'm not asking LeVar Burton to be like, Black women are for grown-ups, except under these circumstances. Except you, Kellen Conley. I, I don't know. But then... Graduated high school. Went to school in Kaiser, Potomac State College. Got exposed to more diverse uh, population of ladies, so to speak. And I was still gunning for white girls. It's what I knew. It just is what it is. There may have been a, a Dominican that I tried to holler at. An Ethiopian girl I tried to holler at. Um, there, there was a black girl I tried to holler at at one point. But most of the time, it was a white girl. There was a couple black girls, actually. So there. <laughs> But that, I mean, that that shit was normal to me. My sister, she married a black dude. Did they stay together? Ultimately, no, it didn't work out. But she married a black guy. 
And I want to say that was a byproduct of her seeing my mom and dad together. So for LeVar Burton to put on this shirt, as LeVar Burton, this outstanding pillar of a person, and I don't, it hadn't changed my opinion of him at all, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he's not finishing the sentence in a way. It's, it's not, how do I say? He's not making the statement knowing all the facts. And you know what? It could just be, it, it, he might have been like, fuck it, I like this shirt, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to post it on the, on the ground. That's fine. It might not go anywhere past that. He might be friends with some of, have some of, some of his best friends might be interracial couples. <laughs> Real talk. That could be a thing. Excuse me. And he might not have thought anything of it. And his generation friends probably didn't think anything of it too. They're probably like, oh, that's a cool shirt. Now, if you're looking at it from the perspective of black women are for grown-ups, as in, I mean, and it doesn't say black women are for black adult grown-ups, like black men grown-ups. Like, it doesn't say black women are for black men. Or for grown-up black men. That's not what the shirt says. The shirt literally says, again, and I quote, black women are for grown-ups. So maybe all that talking was for nothing. Because now that I talk about it now, it doesn't say black women are for black or for grown-up black men. It doesn't say that. It says black women are for grown-ups. So that could mean that if you choose to be with a black woman, no matter what race, creed, nationality, anything like that, however you may feel, you got to be a grown-ass person to do it. In that respect, it's not a big deal. So I could have just sat here and wasted all this time bitching about something that's not even a big deal, and I apologize about that. Because if you look at it from that perspective, it's like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to be with a black woman, you got to be a strong-ass, you got to be a grown-up. Black women are strong. Black women are independent. Black women... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I know black women, but I don't know black women like I know Angel, you know? But the fables say... <laughs> and honestly, the fables say that any woman that you love and respect should be treated like a queen. Real talk. And that's kind of where I was going with that whole little rant about um, rant before I got sidetracked. Black women do deserve an adult. As do white women. As do Asian women. As do Ethiopian women. As do Indian women. Women don't have time for games, man. If if they want to play games, they'll play games. But seriously, when they get to a certain point, they mature faster than us. Everybody knows that. They get to a certain point, they're done playing games. They know what they want, and then they go about it. Some women mature faster than other women. I, I've seen that before, too. But the main thing is, any woman deserves a grown-up. Just as any man deserves a grown-up, too. Because you can't make a relationship work if y'all ain't going to be grown-ups. That's why the divorce rate's where it is. That's why so many people are so upset about blah, 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 blah. He did me wrong. He cheating me, beating me, mistreating me. I'm singing Hamilton again. That's why shit just goes sideways. People don't communicate. I, I I have friends who have been married for years and there's no communication at all. And they're both absolutely miserable. Neither, and neither one of them are honestly being grown-ups about it. So in that sense, black women are for grown-ups. I kind of talk myself down. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know. I just, I, I took it, I took it as a slight, man. Because thank the Lord and and God bless anybody who came before me and Angel. Any interracial couples who tried to do the damn thing and got pushed back. Or, and I remember there was that movie that came out a few years ago that had Ruth Negga in it. Shout out to Ruth Negga, though. Um, about an interracial couple in the South and what they had to do to stay together. And they were in love. And I mean, any interracial couple that came before that went through either being persecuted literally by law or by people or by public opinion that made it easier for me and Angel or even for me, for my dad and my mom. Because honestly, they got their marriage certificate in Maryland and they got married in Maryland, I think. I don't think a black woman and a black man could get married in West Virginia in 1992. So they had to go to Maryland and get their marriage certificate. So, I mean, that was 92. Don't quote me, but you can definitely Google it to see how close I am. But this is real shit that people had to go through to be together because they loved each other. And, I, and like I said, I've rarely had to run into people openly opposing me and Angel because of our... Because of her being white and me being black. So when I do run up against it, or I think I'm running up against it, as y'all have just seen, I kind of get defensive about it. I just spilled out my whole life story about dating. <laughs> to kind of get y'all to understand. It's like, it's like, look, 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 guys, I married a white woman, but this is why. And it's not, I don't look at Angel like that anymore. I, I say... I say shit that I, around her that <laughs> she's like, you shouldn't say that. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, I'll be talking about white people. <laughs> That's some white ass shit. Some white people shit. <laughs> just, just something like that. It's like, you remember that I'm white. Like, no, you're not. You've been with me for 15 years. You ain't as white as you used to be. You ain't as white as you used to be. So nice try, Angel Cannon. Or should I say Angel Conley? And shit, sometimes my, uh, sometimes Bonnie, man, she was blacker than my dad, man. She, my mom was a real ass, she was real as fuck, man. Um, speaking of my mom, I want to send a shout out to my, uh, to my brother that I never got to meet, Jeff McDaniel. Uh, that was my mom's first child. And he actually uh, was in the military, and he was overseas, and he actually um, he ended up choking to death on uh, just super randomly, and he passed away at a very young age. So Christmas is always a sad time for for mom and for my sister, because uh, she was uh, she was really young when Jeff passed, uh, so it was really hard for them. And it was always hard for her to get in the holiday spirit because she had this whole ass kid who wasn't there. <laughs> so shout out to my brother Jeff, man. I hope you and mom are, are doing good. Enjoying each other's company. All that good stuff. As you should be. So yeah, I, I overreacted. I'm not I'm not gonna make too big of a deal anymore. But I, I was I was kind of like, what are you saying, LeVar Burton? But now that I've talked through it, and, and this is another reason why I love the pod, man. Because the pod lets me work shit out like this in my head. Because I said, let's unpack it. And now when everything's laid out on the floor, we can see everything. Now I see what it is, what it is. That the, the shirt is not a bit as big of a deal as I thought it was. And that, and that's important, man, because with anything, even if you're not sitting down to podcast, let me let me get into this. Let me get my soapbox real quick. Shout out to Stan. Even if you're not doing a podcast, and it's important to know what's going on. 
you can be in your head all day long about certain topics and you're not always going to find a solution to your problem or just something you're thinking about. It's, it's hard to see things, see a big picture in your mind. Some people can do it. I can do it in certain situations, but in this situation that we just had, the t-shirt, I couldn't do it. I was like, yo, what the fuck, LeVar Burton? You're LeVar Burton. Why are you attacking me? And then obviously I was wrong. It's important to be able to get your get out what you needs to be said. Whether that's if you're by yourself, whether it's talking to yourself, like I'm doing right now. I am recording, but people are driving all around me like, eh, what's, that, what's he doing in that car? Huh? Why is he talking to himself? Why is he making hand gestures? What's he doing? Is he on the phone? Technically, yeah. Even if you talk to yourself. Even if you're a person who writes down how you're feeling. Um, I can't think of... I feel like I know someone. Or I've heard of some. Oh, well, I must have been listening to a podcast or something. But the thing is, with this person... Or I know of people who will literally sit down and just write... And they're not writing stories or anything, and they're they're not even um, doing any kind of poetry or music or anything like that. Or they're literally some of it is a little bit of a diary, a little bit. But some people will literally write down what's write out their feelings in order to get them out because they can't communicate them out otherwise. Then you have your people who go to therapy and talk to a therapist. Nothing wrong with that. 100% support therapy. You have your people who just need people to listen to them. I was having a conversation with a coworker of mine a couple weeks ago. We were closing. And I had someone in my office earlier and a customer and they were telling me this, this, is this. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but people just seem to come. And I mentioned this on the show a long time ago. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to start the show. But when people get around me, they just seem to want to just tell me everything. And it's a gift and a curse. And she said, I don't know, Kellen. You just are one of those people that you're a good listener. And I'm like, I guess... I mean, how did I get to be a good listener? It's not something that I was like made an active effort. Like, all right, man, you're going to be a good ass listener when you get to be 35. Like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do in my life. No, it wasn't anything like that. But this whole this whole idea of this topic just proves the point that it's important to get your feelings out. Don't hold them in, man, because... I I felt some kind of way about that shirt and then I talked it out and I realized he wasn't saying black women are for black men. He was saying black women are for grown-ups. And any way you take it, women are for grown-ups. They're women. They're grown. A black woman could be um could be for a, a, another adult black woman. Let's throw that out there. Whatever it is. Black woman, white woman, yellow woman. (laughs) Sorry. Brown woman. They're all for grown-ups. Women deserve better, man. Hashtag men are trash. Let's always try to do better. So LeVar Burton, I apologize. Because I I know I was coming at you for a second. And I know you're going to check this out. Because it's Barack Obama approved. So we're at the 44-minute mark. I had one topic. I talked a little bit about uh, some stuff that was going on and me being on Anchor. So far, Anchor's been good. Got to fix a couple things, as I noticed earlier, but it is what it is. I am in the Fantasy Football Championship. I'm in two of them. I went back. I'm in four leagues this year. I'm in... Championship in the League of Extraordinary group chat. 
I'm in that championship. I think only me and Noble actually are playing. And I'm in the championship there. There was only five teams. Couldn't get a six team, so there was a managerless team. And a managerless team is, of course, in the championship game against me because it's loaded because we auto-drafted. But, yeah. So, I got that. I'm in the championship in Elite Talent, a league that I've won twice. I'm back from winning your sabbatical. And, uh, yeah. You know, playing against my good buddy, Eric Jordan. So, looking forward to that matchup kicking off tomorrow. And then I'm in two consolation games. I am in seventh place game in the other league against, I don't know who's, who I'm playing in that. And then also in the seventh place game in my league, the Gridiron Conglomerate against none other than Marcus showing Mad Love Robinson. So I'm sure we will have shit to talk tomorrow, even though Marcus doesn't watch football. Or not tomorrow, tonight. And he'll probably gloss over it. He's probably done a fantasy football. So wish me luck on the fantasy footballs. Because I'm going to need it. Definitely. Man, so, uh, it's always fun sitting down talking to y'all. This year has been crazy. I mean, shoot, we did Disney, we did the beach, we podcasted live from the rooftop of a beach with our homie Gary. We did some things. We did, we did all those April episodes in a row. We knocked all of those out. That was pretty incredible. And now I can't find Anchor on my phone. Did I close Anchor out of anger? I may have. But yeah, we did all those episodes in April when I was trying to get ready for the Iron Man episode. Let's see. Just just to recap what happened in April, because that was a little crazy. And I'm probably going to do this again next month, but I mean, I got back from Disney And then we did April 4th, April 10th, April 11th, April 13th, April 17th, April 20th. And another one on April 20th. I was killing the game. That's a big reason why I'm at 33 episodes. Because I was killing the game in April. And then I was like, I'm not killing myself anymore. And then production slowed down. Um... So yeah, always fun to sit down and talk to y'all, especially especially when it's something like this, where it's not like I, I know I have to get through three or four topics, you know, I literally just had the one, and I really didn't, I kind of dipped into the King of R&B idea a little bit, but I know that's going to be a bigger episode, that's probably going to be a whole episode on, um, by itself, and it, it just, it didn't need a whole lot, you know, and we had a good conversation, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. So let's do a little end of show banter for that ass. Here we go. So you can find Hyphen Nation on hyphenpodcastgroup.com, hyphenuniverse.com. That's my personal website. So you can check it out there. Anywhere podcasts are sold or on any podcast listening platform, you can listen to Hyphen Nation. If it's not on your favorite podcast listening platform, let me know, and I will put it on there. We're now on Anchor, so it's available on Anchor. You can actually, um, if you use the Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message, and I'll be sure to incorporate that into the show. Um, I And then also, if for those of you who still want to... <laughs> The option is there for you to rate and review the show on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, excuse me. And I'll read any comments, good or bad. I don't care. Bring them on. So you can leave me a message on Anchor. You can leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it. Um, anywhere you want to leave a comment on the show, um, or I'll read it. Also, you can email the show, b at gmail.com, b h y p h e n at gmail.com, or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to me on Twitter at b hyphen, at hyphen pod group, or on Facebook at hyphen podcast group, or hyphen universe. You can find me on Facebook. 
Yeah. If you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com right now, go to the shows link, go to Hyphen Nation, there's an RSS feed. If you take that RSS feed, turn that bitch sideways and put it into your favorite podcast listening device, you can get all 79 episodes of Fire for that ass. Chill. I always love doing that. Um, what else? Hyphen Nation is on IG. Actually, I'm on IG. The B hyphen. The B H Y P H E N on IG. Um, hyphen Podcast Group is on IG as well. Um, even though he's currently on hiatus, don't forget about my boy Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson. The M A R C R O B dot WordPress dot com. Many, many great words written there that will entertain you for many hours. So if you're looking for something to do around this holiday season as uh, work kind of winds down or you're uh, taking a break, you know, maybe you're on the can. I don't know. You're just trying to relax and get ready for the holidays. They almost ran into each other. Uh, Make sure you check out Mark Rob. He's got a lot of good stuff on there. And eventually I'm hoping he comes back. He's not taking hiatus from the pod. We actually had a phone conversation a few weeks ago, and he's like, did you think I was not going to be on the pod? I was like, I don't know, man. You said you had some stuff going on, so I didn't want to assume that when I came calling, you'd be there. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's how it works. I'm like, okay. We're gravy train, man. Uh, Words of wisdom for today. Communicate. Um... Find a way to have those difficult conversations with yourself that you're not having. Whether it be about something as stupid as LeVar Burton's t-shirt or about a a big life change that you might need to make. Communicate with yourself or others, man. Communication is key. Reach out to your family. Let them know you're here and you love them and they mean stuff to you. Cause you never know when, cause you never know when you're gonna go. Wait, is that how it goes? That's my own damn song. It's like, you know, uh, uh, you never know when it's your time to go. You could be 24 or 90 years old. So take a minute and remember the good times. Take a moment and remember the good times of living the moment for the rest of your life. Take a minute and remember the good times of living the moment for the rest of your life. Life, yeah. Uh, you never know when it's your time to go. That's what I was trying to say. You never know when it's your time to go, so reach out to your loved one and tell me you love them and stuff. Eric, did you fix Nicole's uh, USB drive? Let me know. <laughs> I'm curious. I might, I might shoot at her text, be like, did Eric fix your USB drive? Because I don't know if she posted an update. I'm kind of curious. You superhuman you. Have genuine interactions with people, man. It means a lot. It goes a long way. You never know what that other person's going through, and if you being genuine with someone can give somebody the right push in the right direction, then by all means, lead the way. Shout out to Hamilton. I'm obsessed. Do I have any recommendations right now? Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, my phone is dying. Not my regular phone, my iPhone. I want to do one more video. Um, Because I'm doing a thing. I mean, I have this phone right here, and I have a charger for it, so maybe I'll use that. Um, where's my recommendations? Where's my recommendations? Here we go. I listened to the Hive Mind album by the internet. It does not disappoint. It's not the same. I'd say I like their Ego Death was a little better of an album, but there's nothing disappointing on this Hive Mind album. It's a solid internet album. Uh, I recommend it under the influence of safe recreational drugs or safe drinking (laughs) I didn't experience it that way but I figured I'd enjoyed it way more if I was under the influence of something so Hive Mind is definitely dope in case you haven't checked that out and then me and Angel watched on uh, Netflix a movie featuring a couple uh, actresses that I'm a big fan of well an actress I'm a fan of and then a, a artist, a musical artist I'm a big fan of. And this probably part where we were like, well, no wonder he, he's so offended about that t-shirt. He acts like a white dude. Uh, I watched Dumplin' on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Stars Jennifer Aniston as a former beauty queen and her daughter. Um, 
Dumplin'. Her name was like Willa, Willa, Willa May, something like that. Um, her daughter decides to enter the county uh, beauty pageant, even though she is bigger and not your typical beauty contestant. But it's a really heartwarming story. It's got uh, my man, uh, the fourth guy from Best Man, Harold Perrineau, if that's how you say it. He actually is in the film. He appears as a drag queen. Great little role for him. Uh, but the whole movie is kind of based on Dolly Parton. I'm a big Dolly Parton fan. Um, ever since I heard Jolene, thanks to my mother once again, Bonnie. And just because, shit, Dolly's just a stand-up, stand-up. She's a, she's a boss-ass bitch is what she is. Real talk. I mean, look up your Dolly Parton history, man. Dolly don't play. Uh, Do- and Steel Magnolias, classic. Moi. You can't take Steel Magnolias away from anybody. But I do love Dolly Parton movie is based on her music and what a little synopsis like dumpling that's what uh jennifer aniston calls willa may calls will whatever that's her little nickname and she hates it um her aunt died which was jennifer aniston's sister and her and her aunt basically raised her and gave her a love of dolly parton she passed like six months ago and uh they're trying they're her her sister her mom wants to get rid of her sister's stuff and Will's like, I want to go through it first because she's looking for a certain B brooch, and then the kind of story goes from there. But it's a it's a quick flick. I'd say it's a little less than uh, ni- maybe a little less than ninety minutes. Definitely less than two hours. Um, little heart woman story. It's a lot of fun. It's funny. Uh, the actress who played uh, Nikki Blonsky, not Nikki Blonsky, who played the main role in Hairspray Live a few years ago, is in it, and she is just absolutely delightful. And there's a couple other surprises in there too. So if you're looking for just a feel-good movie that's not Christmassy, but something that's still gonna entertain you, um, I wouldn't recommend it too much for the kids. I mean, I think it's PG-13. There is an F-bomb somewhere in there. But I would say uh you should definitely check out Dumplin'. So Hive Mind and Dumplin' are my recommendations. Now, with all that said. Thank you guys so much as I don't wear my seatbelt and drive. I'm in a parking lot, don't worry. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the world's greatest podcast type of nation. You're all beautiful. You really love me. Shout out to Sally Field. Um, Maps actually sent me that gif because uh, I, I said something nice about a show on a messenger. And he's like, you really love me. Maps is Maps is a trip, man. Happy to have Maps around. So yeah. Until next time. Everybody have a good day. Black women are for grown-ups, as are all women. Appreciate y'all rocking with me as always. Always a pleasure. But you don't have to take my word for it. Thanks, y'all. That is not what's supposed to be happening there. Oh, God. Did I just find something wrong with my feet? <laughs> Let, let's try Dad's episode. Okay, Dad's episode's gonna work. Now, let me try 38. Welcome to Hyphen Nation, episode 39. Starting this episode out a little bit different. You'll hear your traditional... Um, this is a terrible podcast right now. I don't untitled. Huh? Huh? Are some of my episodes missing? That's not good. Let's see. Yeah, that's definitely weird. I probably need to fix that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
and then there goes the uh yeah that episode's 55 minutes why is it the greatest scenes of all time playing what is this this is not what's supposed to play oh goodness how many of my episodes have oh something else for me to fix it's any episode that has zero minutes on it well I found my project for the day at work shouldn't be too hard to fix though so shouldn't be too hard to